0: Feeling naughty. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to the new and improved Feeling Naughty podcast. After a few months break, we are back. And do you know what? We are better than ever. There's a whole bunch of new stories to tell. We'll be bringing in special guests to share their favorite stories from the 2000s. And we'll even be dropping video episodes because you know what? Some of the best stories of the decade deserve to be told in a visual manner. So if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcast and share with every person you have ever met. When it came to reviving this podcast, I knew there was one story I absolutely had to tell. And that's the story of Benefer. This was actually going to be the first episode back. But when our Queen Tara Cunningham came out last week, I obviously had to tell that story first uh, because you know what? The Leave Britney Alone story is one that I've been sitting on for a long time and I thought, what better time to tell it? So if you haven't already listened to that one, I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode because it's a good one. You know what? Uh, When Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck first got back together earlier this year, I had some thoughts. and Honestly, I'm not, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about it. Do I love it? Do I hate it? Do I think j should see a therapist because she's going back to her ex from 2002, which seems like a cry for help in lockdown? Who fucking knows? But you know what? I really want to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. But before we get into my thoughts on the matter, let's get acquainted with their history. Warning, you might want to sit down for this because we're talking 20 years of baggage to unpack. So the year was 2002, a pre jenny from the Block, Jennifer Lopez, was married to her former backup dancer, Chris Judd. That's Chris without a H, not to be confused with the AFL player and husband to Ultimate Wag, Beck Judd. We are talking Chris, C-R-I-S, Judd. So Judd was actually her second husband after being married to, and I'm going to absolutely butcher the pronunciation of this name, producer Ojani Noah for 11 months between 1997 and 1998 because if we know anything about our little old Jenny from the block, it's that she loves a quick marriage. You know, new year, new me, new husband. Uh, She also had a number of other high-profile relationships prior to Benefer, including dating Sean Diddy Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puffy, a.k.a. Diddy, the man with too many fucking nicknames. They had a pretty rocky relationship because he was, you know, um, committing crimes and it just wasn't a good look for her. But at the time our story takes place, she's been married to Judge for about a year. She's becoming a big name. She's already had the titular role in Selena. She's literally invented the Google image search after wearing her green Versace dress to the Grammys. She's released Love Don't Cost a Thing. By all accounts, our girl J-Lo was Arriving. So in early 2002, she meets young Ben Affleck on the set of Giggly, which is the rom-com they were both starring in at the time. For what it's worth, Affleck had recently called it quits with our goop queen Gwyneth Paltrow a few years earlier and was by all accounts in his prime. As luck would have it, the movie would end up being an absolute hot mess. And to this day is still actually widely regarded as one of the worst films of all time, which is honestly an achievement in itself. So it's debated whether the failure of the film was a result of it being overshadowed by Benefer. but if you've seen the film, you'd know that it wasn't exactly an Oscar worthy performance to begin with. The film cost a whopping $54 US million to make, but only brought in $5.6 million at the box office. So it was a big flop. So the pair sparked some pretty serious rumours while filming, which is to be expected considering we see these sorts of rumours spark every time two hot actors star in a movie together. I mean, we've had Brangelina, we've had Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Basically, if you're a hot actor and you star in a movie with another hot actor, somebody's probably going to start the rumour that you guys are dating. But the rumor mill is spinning like a fucking fidget spinner after Ben takes out a full page ad in Variety to express his friendly congratulations to his co-star after JLo won female star of the year. At this point, they're just quote unquote, just friends. But let's be real here. They were absolutely fucking at this time. I mean, you don't buy your pals a whole page ad in Variety just for the sake of it. Have a listen to this and tell me if you think they're just mates. You have shown kindness, dedication, diligence, humility, graciousness of spirit, beauty and courage, great empathy, astonishing talent, real poise and true grace. It has been nothing but an honor and a pleasure to work with you. I only wish I were lucky enough to be in all of your movies. The ad was signed with love, respect and gratitude. Ben Affleck. Now, I'm not saying they were dating at the time, but if I were Chris Judd, I would be pretty upset by this. And funnily enough, he actually had a reason to be upset because then in July, Jen and Ben are seen kissing at her 32nd birthday party. This is huge because although her and Judd are separated at the time, nobody has actually filed for divorce yet. So this is the first time we've had confirmation of what we all already secretly knew. Bennifer lives, baby. Naturally, as you'd expect, this becomes tabloid fodder because, well, it's fucking Ben and Jen. It's 20 years later and we're still obsessed with this pairing, so you can just imagine how fucking wild it was at the time. However, it's worth noting that the term benefit as we know it today was a term that had not been coined yet. But more on that later. So just two days later, Jen files for divorce from Chris And later in 2014, he told Us Weekly that it, quote unquote, just didn't work out. I can't give you the answer as to why her relationships don't work. I think that it's that it is work. It's whether you want to work on it or not. Everyone has baggage and problems. It's whether you want to deal with those problems, he told us at the time. When you sign up to get married, you can't just walk away. But is that just a nice way of saying that she shacked up with her co-star I guess we'll never know, but it sounds like Chris was not, he's just doesn't sound like he's feeling good about the breakup. Just a few short months later in November of 2002, the Jenny from the block music video is released and instantly makes headlines across the globe. Like many music videos at the time, like Lindsay Lohan's rumors and Britney Spears' piece of me, the video itself is a statement on the way that paparazzi ruined the lives of celebrities at the time. But beyond that, it was some saucy, saucy couple content that is so iconic, we literally still remember it today. However, it is also worth noting that Ben would later say in 2008 that he regrets ever starring in the saucy music video because basically it made him look like a massive sleaze. To quote Ben... If I have a regret, it was doing the music video. It not only makes me look like a petulant fool, but also it surely qualifies as ungentlemanly. But honestly, who knows now? Because we know that they've basically recreated the video in 2021. So maybe he's just vibing the ungentlemanly way of life again. I guess we'll never know. Later in November, Ben and Jen start working on their second and slightly more successful film together, Jersey Girl. Ultimately, the film was still nominated for three Razzie Awards, including one for Worst Actor for Ben, one for Worst Supporting Actress for Jen, and the Worst On-Screen Couple for the pair of them. So what we've learned at this point is they they may be hot tabloid fodder, but they're probably not so good at the movie thing. Also, in a not-so-fun fact, the film was the first theatrical release to make a 9-11 joke, which is pretty wild considering that it started filming just a year after the Twin Towers attack. So that joke would have been written very, very soon after it actually happened. But despite being another ultimately shit move from our favourite power couple, the film did give us something far greater than an Oscar. It gave us the term Benefer. As director Kevin Smith has since reminded us all, he was actually the person to coin the term on the set of Jersey Girl well before we knew about Benefer. So he took to Twitter once we found out that they're back on to say, Benefer is trending. It's a name I first gave the kids during Jersey Girl pre-production before the world found out they were dating. I'd later dropped the name in an interview with the New York Times. And shortly thereafter, it appeared in an article and entered the vernacular. Honestly, give this guy a fucking Oscar for his movie purely for giving us the phrase Benefer. This is also particularly interesting because Vanity Fair later described this portmanteau as, quote unquote, the first of that sort of tabloid branding that now feels like a given for everyone from Brangelina to Tomcat to Kimye to Swift, if anyone remembers that weird moment in time where Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift were a couple, that still makes me just incredibly uncomfortable. I don't know why I hate it so much, but I just stop. Don't go there. So we're still in November of 2002 because apparently Ben and Jen just never fucking sleep. Their engagement was confirmed. People confirmed the news on November 11, 2002, but noted that it was officially announced during a Diane Sawyer interview on ABC's Primetime earlier that week, in which JLo said the proposal was, quote, traditional, but also in a very spectacular way, as of course Ben would do it. It was very, very beautiful. So what we know now is Ben proposed while the couple were staying at his mum's house in Boston. They walked in the door and to quote J. Lo, it's just a blanket, a quilt of rose petals all over the entire house. So many candles and vases, bouquets, and my song "Glad" was playing. I walk in and I was just overwhelmed. I wasn't expecting it. I was just like, oh my God. So for those playing along at home, he gave her a 6.1 carat pink diamond ring, which was her favorite, apparently. Honestly, I can't imagine being rich enough to have a favorite kind of diamond ring. So I simply can't relate to this but good for her, I guess. Third time's a charm. Give her a nice ring and hopefully they'll have a happy marriage. So at the time, everybody was just living in this happy little world of Bennifer. The media was eating it up. We're having a grand old time. Everyone's stoked except our goop queen, the woman who shoves jade eggs up her vagina, our conscious uncoupling icon, Gwyneth Paltrow. So according to a quote-unquote close friend of Gwyneth's, which is basically tabloid media's way of saying Gwyneth told us this but said that we couldn't name her, Gwyneth believes that Ben, who is from a nice family and is cultured, would be better off with someone more like himself. Honestly, you have to admire the commitment to being a petty ex-girlfriend here. We've all been there before, but, like, mm, I don't know if we're – I don't know if calling J-Lo uncultured is – A vibe here but you do you Gwyneth Paltrow I guess. So a month later in December the couple made their red carpet debut for Jen's film Made in Manhattan where we see the ring for the first time and one of them finally makes a movie that's not complete dog shit. So come January 2003 former husband Chris Judd is now a distant memory with the divorce being finalized which paved the way for the Bennifer wedding that was now set for September 14th 2003. Honestly, can we just appreciate how quickly celebrities were getting married in the early 2000s? Like between 1997 and 2003, this woman was going to be married and divorced three times. That's an achievement. But unfortunately, as the wedding day drew closer, the tabloids did what they always do and caused trouble in paradise. So just a month before the wedding, a stripper by the name of Tammy Morris came forward with claims that she and three other dancers partied with Ben Affleck in an exotic nightclub in Vancouver. The story didn't break until early August, but allegedly took place on July 17, which is the same night that NBC aired a Dateline special on the quote-unquote happy couple. It's a night I'll never forget and I'm sure one he'll want to forget, Tammy said. He had this little boy look on his face. So according to the National Enquirer, Ben Affleck then went into a private room with four of the dancers, including Morris, where she said he kissed her while, quote, his hands were moving all over my body. One of the girls removed his shirt. His hands were all over two girls at the same time, according to Tammy. She then claimed that Ben gave all of the strippers large tips to, quote, unquote, keep this just between us. Now, I'm not saying that going to a strip club counts as cheating, That's up for debate. We now live in a way more sex work positive society and I don't know if Jen would be as upset about this in 2021 as she was in 2003, especially considering she like recently made the movie Hustlers, which is all about strippers. But as you'd expect, the tabloids had an absolute field day with this story. So the National Enquirer alleged that Affleck did drugs and was boozed up and quote unquote had sex in the private back room of the nightclub. Other partygoers in attendance that night included the iconic Tara Reid, Christian Slater, and his wife, Ryan Haddon. So once the story broke, the couple weren't seen together again, but reportedly had a series of heated phone calls. Jen, who was also working in Canada at the time, was reportedly seen without her engagement ring, and friends told the press that, quote, it's over, he made me a laughingstock. But to make things even worse, the tabloids also reported that her family claimed they wouldn't attend the wedding if they went ahead with it because they were they were off team Ben at this point. However, other friends also claimed that the wedding would go ahead as planned. Quote, I spoke with Jennifer and she was crying throughout the conversation. This must be killing her, but she'll get past it. There will be a wedding, one of her friends said to a tabloid. Meanwhile, her former hubby, Chris Judd, who is just... Honestly, this man seems like an icon. He was less than sympathetic and told a friend, "Jen is getting back what she gave. It's bad karma coming back at her. She's getting a taste of her own medicine. I hate to see her hurt, but I was devastated when I found out about her and Ben, and now she knows how it feels. It's payback time for Jennifer, and I guess, in a way, she's getting what she deserves. Oh, boy. This man has some anger. But ultimately, it's worth noting that literally all of this comes from the tabloid, so we're taking everything with a bolder sized grain of salt at this point. So, following the allegations, Us Weekly quoted Ryan Haddon, who was in attendance that night, as saying, quote, Ben did not cheat. He did not have sex with anyone. Ben was listening to music, hanging out, and talking to people. That's it. But it gets even spicier because then Haddon's spokesperson told E that Us had actually misquoted her in this interview. So she wasn't saying that he didn't cheat, but she also wasn't saying that she said he didn't cheat either. So it's a bit confusing, but it's also worth noting that a different stripper told the New York Post that Affleck was only drinking water and didn't touch any of the girls. So it's all just he said, she said at this point. But Ben did end up contemplating suing the National Enquirer over this, but he never did. However, another stripper, so this is a third stripper, uh, named Antonella Antonella Santini did end up suing for libel over the story and won. So this doesn't speak volumes about the whole situation, but it is interesting to note that she won the lawsuit because if she won that against the National Enquirer, it sort of starts to poke holes in how legitimate that story was to begin with. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because the wedding got called off two days ahead of going ahead with the couple citing, quote, excessive media attention as the reason for postponing it. So at this point, they haven't officially called it quits. They've just postponed the wedding and they released the following joint statement. Due to the excessive media attention surrounding our wedding, we have decided to postpone the date. When we found ourselves seriously contemplating hiring three separate quote-unquote decoy brides at three different locations, we realized that something was awry. We began to feel that the spirit of what should have been the happiest days of our lives could be compromised. We felt that what should have been a joyful and sacred day could be spoiled for us, our families and our friends. So at this point, wedding's off, couple are still together. However, the tabloids were quick to speculate that this was a result of the cheating rumors months earlier. Ben and Jen never commented on this, but they also didn't set a new date publicly. So just four months later, in January of 2004, Jen's rep confirmed that the relationship was over, but gave no real insight into why and made no mention of the cheating allegations. And I quote, I am confirming the reports that Jennifer Lopez has ended her engagement to Ben Affleck. At this time, we ask that you respect her privacy. So we didn't get to hear from Ben or Jen directly about their breakup for years to come. So Ben spoke out about it first in 2008, telling Live magazine, quote, I think Jen and I made a mistake in that we fell in love. We were excited and maybe too accessible. I don't think either of us anticipated the the degree to which it would take on a world of its own. And then... About a decade after Ben, uh, Jennifer Lopez finally gave us her side of the story to Vanity Fair in 2017, saying, quote, I was eviscerated. I lost my sense of self, questioned if I belonged in this business and thought maybe I did suck at everything. My relationship with Ben Affleck self-destructed in front of the entire world. And honestly, whether you like her or hate her, you do have to feel for it in that situation. It probably wasn't a particularly comfortable experience to have your third- serious relationship just absolutely turned to shit in front of everyone. But in true early 2000s fashion, just months after the wedding got called off, Jan went on to marry Mark Anthony in June of 2004. Uh, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of their relationship, but basically they had two kids, twins, in 2008, Max and M, before splitting in 2011 and eventually getting their divorce finalized in 2014. Honestly, these people get married so fucking quickly. Meanwhile, Ben went on to marry Jen Garner because apparently he has a thing for people named Jen. I can't relate to this because I could personally never date someone with the same name as any of my exes. But they got married in 2005. Uh, They had three kids together, Violet, Serafina and Samuel, before calling it quits in 2015 with allegations of cheating and alcohol abuse to come out following their divorce. So in the years to come, J-Lo continued to date around a fair bit with some pretty big names, including Drake, which honestly, I don't even remember that being a thing. Am I the only person that that just doesn't feel like it happened to? But apparently she dated Drake before settling down with Alex Rodriguez, also known as A-Rod in 2017. However, they ended up calling it quits earlier this year after five years together. So the pair were first linked in February of 2017. They got engaged a year later in March 2019. And much like Benefer, their wedding also got postponed. But this time it was because of COVID. So when they announced their split, they released a joint statement that reads as follows. We have realised we are far better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. That was their statement to today at the time. So just one month after the A-Rod split, Ben, who hasn't really spoken about Jennifer Lopez in years, started talking about her again and gave her this massive character reference, actually. So to quote Ben, I thought I had a good work ethic, but I was completely humbled and blown away by what she has committed to doing day in and day out. The seriousness in which she took her work, the quiet and dedicated way she went about accomplishing her goals, and then how she would go back and redouble her efforts, he said. She remains, to this day, the hardest working person I've come across in this business. She has great talent, but she has also worked very hard for her success, and I'm so happy for her that she seems, at long last, to be getting the credit she deserves. Honestly, that's a pretty nice thing to say about anyone, but also the timing for this was just super weird. This is around the same time as it started being reported that he was visiting her home in LA and make of that what you will, I guess, but the media sure took that as a sign that Benefer was back on. If I'm being honest, this is peak fuckboy behavior. Like give this man an award for being the biggest fuckboy on the planet. Fuckboy ex-boyfriends love to wait years after your breakup when you are thriving to sneak back into your DMs and ruin your life once again. Currently, I'm sitting at an average of around five years before men tend to realize that I'm actually great. But for Ben and Jen, this was more like 15 to 20 years. And honestly, fuck off. Don't come back. Let her live her life. Leave her alone. On May 24, the pair are spotted doing a workout together, which honestly sounds like the worst kind of date I've ever fucking heard of. If you ever see me on a workout date, I'm begging you to just fucking kill me, honestly. So to quote ET, they stayed close while working out and were hugging and being playful together and even shared a kiss between sets. It was clear to everyone that they have intense chemistry and were having fun together. Ben has been making the effort to make it work with their schedules. He's, he's really been making a huge effort. JLo thinks Ben has really stepped up and loves this version of him. It's comforting to her and she is smitten. They're giddy together and you can tell she's really happy. By the end of May, the couple were already holidaying together because, you know, what else do rich people do in a pandemic? So the trips included a getaway in Montana and a trip to Miami where they stayed in a $130,000 per month property owned by jewelry designer Paul Morelli. Honestly, I can't relate. Us Weekly also confirmed around this time that Benifer was officially back in business, baby. So on June 7, it was confirmed that they had told friends that they've reunited, as if we didn't already know. A source close to the couple told ET that j and Ben are very much a couple and have been telling friends that they are together. When they first reconnected, they had to see if the spark was still there because it had been a while. It was, so now they're fully in it. Jen and Ben are both very happy with each other and are excited to see where their relationship goes. They are full-on dating and are very happy. Good for them, I guess. So just two days later, E! reports that Jen is moving to LA for Ben. Quote, she'll be between LA and the Hamptons this summer, but LA will be her base. She is looking at schools for her kids in the fall. So they spent the 4th of July together with their joint families. And then later in July, J. Lo's interview with Zane Lowe for Apple Music dropped, in which we finally heard the truth from her own mouth. To quote J. Lo, I'm super happy. I know people are always wondering, how are you? What's going on? Are you okay? This is it. I've never been better. And I want my people who care about me because I care about them so much to know that I've really gotten to a place in my life where I'm great on my own. And I think once you get to that place, then amazing things happen to you that you never imagined in your life happening again. And so that's where I'm at. I love all the love that's coming my way right now and all of the good wishes. I just want everyone to know that it's the best time. It's the best time of my life. And then, of course, we got the iconic Instagram reveal, quote, 52 What it do. What it do, J-Lo? Do it do it go back to its ex? Is that what it do be doing? I don't know. But apparently that's what J-Lo do be doing. And this is when the Eagle Eyed fans started spotting details in the background of the post. And honestly, these people should be our contact tracers because they are insane. Including a throwback to an OG Benether moment in the background of her Instagram photo that was just like a photo in a frame in the background of the photo that she posted on Instagram But people were like, "Ooh, that's early two thousand shit right there. And then we get to the theory. So iconic freaks and geeks sensation Busy Phillips started the theory on her podcast, which is called Busy Phillips is doing her best, that the couple could be recreating the Jenny from the block moments for the 20th anniversary. So mark your calendars for either September 26th or November 5th next year, which is the release date of the song and the music video respectively. Which, I don't know, my theory is that maybe they're not together at all and this is all just PR for the anniversary. I could be wrong, maybe I'm just a hater and don't want to admit that they are officially together and are happy, but that's my theory. Honestly, I want to hear your thoughts on this one, so reach out to me on social media if you've got a burning hot take on the Ben reunion, because I I still don't really know how I feel. Personally, I'm pretty torn. I don't know what to believe because I don't agree with going back to your ex, especially when in this case it sounds like Ben Affleck cheated. But we also know from numerous media and fan encounters that Jen isn't the nicest celebrity in the world either. So who really knows what went down in that original relationship? But honestly, I'm kind of sick of watching full grown adults have these uber messy relationships like they're 21 again. Please just grow up. Anyway, that's it from me this week. Please share your thoughts with me on Benefer because I still just have so many. Just want to talk about this forever. So reach out, give me your hot takes. And while you're at it, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, share with a friend. And let's continue to talk about early 2000s moments that give me the ick. Okay, bye!